The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is February 14, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. My co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir, and happy Good morning, Gary, and as usual, it's always great to be with you. All right, thank you. And again, happy Valentine's Day. Same to you, my friend. <laughs> All right. Bill, we had a great show last week. We had Stephanie Brown, founder and CEO for the Rosie Network. The Rosie Network's mission is strengthening military families through entrepreneur programs and support services, empowering military spouses, transitioning service members, and veteran entrepreneurs towards financial stability and self-sufficiency. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to this one, uh, and it will be archived on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you have a, a new subject that is about today. Well, Gary, as you started the show uh, with a great happy Valentine's Day, and uh, why can't uh, a veteran be a valentine? Right. Uh, and this, this article is about the, uh, the VA Medical Center in Biloxi, Mississippi. This Valentine's Day, many veterans who fought to preserve our freedoms will be hospitalized, receiving the medical care that they earn, but separated from the homes and communi- communities they defend. No one should be alone on Valentine's Day. So the, uh, the folks at the uh, uh, voluntary services at the Biloxi Medical Center uh, in Mississippi says, everyone is invited to show their love and appreciation to veterans by visiting the medical center as part of the national salute to veterans' patients uh, between February 12th and uh, at 18th. And they're asking everyone in the area to join and visit a veteran for Valentine's Day program or arrange for a visit through the Voluntary Service Office during the National Salute Week to visit veterans and remind them that their sacrifices are not forgotten. I think that's great, Gary. And they end this by saying, you know, every day should be Valentine's Day for our veterans who stood tall and defended our great nation. Yes, you're 100% right on that, Bill. And also, I hope other uh, centers uh, uh, take this in consideration also. Absolutely. All right. Now I have some 
news of some great concerns that we just found out about, and it's very, very disturbing. I don't know if all your veterans know that hidden on practically every veteran's DD-214 discharge papers are secret code letters and numbers called separation program numbers that might make obtaining veterans' benefits difficult, if not impossible. These codes are contained in the military records and may be on various military separation documents. These codes are subject to change and the Department of Defense will no longer allow the military services to release the meanings of these codes to the general public. We're in the process of doing more research on these secret military codes and putting a series of shows together in the next couple of weeks, so be sure to check back with us. We're already, we already know the secret codes exist, and every veteran needs to know about them, especially when they can affect your military benefits and your future. So again, check back. We will be um, uh, announcing that um, those shows, actually, a series. Um, as soon as uh, we do, we're going to post it, so be sure to check back with us. Now let's get to our guest. Uh, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest, David, today. And indeed it is an honor, Gary. We have Captain David uh, Souders, who is the president and co-founder of the National Commanders for the American Military uh, Veterans Foundation Incorporated. Uh, David grew up in Cocoa Beach, and that's Florida, along the Space Coast. And as a kid, David played sports in school, but he loved to fish wherever and whenever he got a chance. Fishing was one of the earliest childhood memories he has with his father and uncle. David joined the United States Marine Corps in 1986. Uh, He attended boot camp at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, Paris Island, in South Carolina, and had uh, multiple sea service deployments. After a 11-year absence from the military, David joined the West Virginia Air National Guard's 167th Airlift Wing. David worked for the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Rural Development as an Area Loan Officer. After career altering injuries in 2009 sustained uh, at the hands of the Department of Veterans Affairs. He was placed on temporary disabled retired list and ultimately medically retired. David received a rating decision from the Department of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs of 100% disabled in March of 2014 and now devotes most of his time volunteering within our alternative therapy-based program. And, Gary, you know, this uh, wasn't brought to my attention, but after a little search, I discovered that David's wife, Judy, has been his partner in this organization. So we want to recognize uh, Judy also in working with David, uh, David Souders. Welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, David. Welcome, Gary. Welcome, Bill. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I wanted to clarify a little bit. Uh, We're actually called the American Military Veterans Foundation, and uh, I'm the national commander and co-founder of the organization. And the organization originally started out in 2000. 
in uh, 10, and it started out as uh, my own personal therapy uh, through fishing and mental health therapy. And it was something that uh, I started taking other guys fishing purely for selfish reasons. Uh, it was uh, because I felt better or I, I did better when I was around other guys uh, that had military service and time in that were dealing with uh, mental health issues. Um, so we were going through different situations, and my wife was the one that really came up with the ideal of starting the organization. Uh, when we started in 2010, it was originally called Wounded Warrior Anglers of America. And uh, here in 2000, beginning of 2017, we changed it to American Military Veterans Foundation because we incorporate all veterans into the organization uh, with our therapy-based programs. Uh, one of the things that we do with our, our programs is we have no paid staff at all in the organization, and it's, uh, it's, it's a unique situation where everybody strictly volunteer within the organization, and we don't have uh, any outside paying anybody for any jobs or services. And so it's, uh, of course, we have cost in, in doing business. Uh, we have lights to keep on. We have programs and services costs and everything like that, but it's, it's phenomenal not being able to have to pay people to do, do particular jobs within the organization. Mm -hmm. Now, David, you have some uh, chapters are called, correct, around the state of Florida and, uh, and yeah, beyond? We, them, we have them post. Yes, we do. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, are they other, other states besides just Florida? Right now, we currently we have uh, four posts in the state of Florida. Uh, we're actually growing and, and eventually would like to have posts throughout the United States. Uh, as, as we grow, it's, we, we'd like to keep the same format with our organization where we have no paid staff. Uh, we continue to work for a Veterans Helping Veterans organization. And... Uh, but, yes, we would like to grow uh, throughout Florida, throughout the southeast, and throughout the United States. And if somebody was interested in starting one in their area, what would be the best route? Uh, their best route would be to, to contact our headquarters office in Cape Coral, Florida, and they can do it by calling 239-257-3410, or they can contact us via email, and our email is a-M-M-I-L-V-E-T-S at A-M-V-I, uh, or sorry, M-I-L-V-E-T-S dot org. So that's right. A-M-L-Vets at A-M-L-Vets dot org. And also that A-M-M-I-L-V-E-T-S dot org is your URL, correct? Yes, it is. All right. All right. Now, Bill, you have a question? I see your hand up. <laughs> well, I guess maybe uh, Bill got disconnected, but let's go. Let's just move on. I'm, I'm, I'm here, Gary. Oh, okay. I just oh. wanted to make a quick comment based on sure. what uh, uh, David had mentioned uh, with reference to his organization. You know, uh, uh, David, in, it, it appears that in all of the different war eras that we've been in, uh, uh, new organizations come up to uh, to try to be responsive 
to the needs of veterans uh, uh, and their families of that, the, those eras. And, of course, you know, you probably know the traditional organizations such as the American Legion, the VFW, and uh, Vietnam Veterans of America. I think that, uh, uh, you know, this is a great move on your part starting back in 2010 because the needs of our veterans who have served in the more recent conflicts are so important, and there are different kinds of hurdles that uh, uh, these more recent serving veterans face with hurdles. Would you agree that uh, you see different kinds of, of uh, uh, areas of concern uh, with uh, veterans who've recently served? There, there's there's a lot of different concerns. Uh, one of there, some major concerns is when you're dealing with the Department of Veterans Affairs, they're they're applying old methods of treatments to our young veterans that are even our veterans that might not be so young that have been in the Guard or the Reserves. We've got a lot of veterans that are in their 40s and 50s that are from current era. And what happens is they're applying jungle warfare uh, demographics to their treatment for a PTSD or mental health situations and those don't really cross over to our OEF, OIF veterans, so it's a disconnect. So a, a lot of things, what happens is we're applying different scenarios where we're treating the veteran in a situation where we're finding them alternative things to do to quiet their mind. Uh, things like our rod building program or our Guitars for Vets program uh, our veterans fishing program, uh, different things like that where the veteran can actually focus on different aspects or different things if they get a, develop a hobby. And the different things, uh, the difference between our organization is we allow veterans of all eras, it doesn't matter when you serve, but we, we're not geared around the bar. We're not geared around going into a canteen where you have alcohol present. So we're really geared more off of outdoors, outdoor influences, and it really seems to work better for our veterans in that scenario. That's in a good fresh point, air. Uh, uh, <laughs> David, and maybe we can explore that a little bit further after the break. All right. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, David, from the American Military Veterans Foundation. And, David, uh, being in Florida, uh, when you guys go out fishing, is it for bass or is it for the big boys out in the ocean? <laughs> Primarily what we do is we're, uh, most of our stuff is inshore fishing, so we're going after snook, redfish, trout. Uh, we'll chase some tarpon. Uh, it's really, really about getting back into the mangroves, the flats, and the serenity of it all. Yeah, boy. That sounds great. And as far as uh, uh, how do they go about uh, uh, being like a, a member of the organization? Uh, it's, we're, we're just like any other veterans organization. Uh, uh-huh. they, they would actually have to apply for membership and they verify that they're, they're eligible for membership, that they're, they're a veteran or a disabled veteran and they can apply online. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll go back and ask them for verification, uh, that they are a veteran or a disabled veteran. And our membership is Forty dollars a year for our, our disabled vets, fifty for uh, a veteran, and then our lifetime membership is two hundred dollars for our disabled vet and two fifty for a veteran. All right, your own individual VSO, huh? Yes. All right. It, it, well, t- it's nice having it. having people. Nice having people here to uh, be able to bounce questions off of. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, tell us about how you interact with the local community. That, that's very important. One of the things is we interact with the local community. We go to a lot of events. Uh, we do a lot of work uh, in and without, uh, within the VA system. Uh, we're currently working on a camo alert uh, program with uh, Senator Elizabeth Benequisto. Uh, for the state of Florida and hopefully nationally. And then we're also working on an Operation Safe Zone for veterans in mental health crisis in the state of Florida. Uh, so a lot of our stuff is we, we have our uh, fundraisers with our fishing tournaments, golf tournaments, uh, and we interact a lot through those. And, and we participate with a lot of local events is mainly how we we react with the, or interact with the community. And one of the other programs that we do is we have a youth patriotism program that we uh, 
joint venture with uh, Cape, or which is Cape Coral Charter School System, and then we're just verging this year in with the Lee County School System. And that's where we go and we teach the, the youth, the young students, what it is to be a veteran and about patriotism, uh, which is a lost, very much lost on this younger generation. Uh, they think that Veterans Day or Memorial Day is just a holiday, and they don't, they don't know what the meaning is. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, also, do you work with other organizations? Say that uh, uh, somebody comes to you and, and they're not in the state of Florida. Um, do you work with other grassroots organizations to like, show them that they will help them out financially or, or, or have an event in their areas? or How does that work? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we work with all sorts of uh, organizations. We work with a... Uh, a, the Seafarers uh, International School up in Piney Point, Maryland, uh, where we take veterans from up in the Mid-Atlantic region plus throughout the state of Florida for a, a fishing event uh, up on the Chesapeake Bay each year. And then we, uh, we work with a lot of small organizations. We do some work with the... Uh, Operation Healing Waters, uh, we work with some small local organizations, uh, and, but we're willing to work with most any organization that's, that's openly willing to work with us, uh, and what I mean by that is openly willing to work with us. You get a lot of organizations out there that say, yeah, we'll be willing to work with you, but whether they're truly open to working with you or whether they're just say, saying that, uh, in passing, but you get a lot of both. Yes, definitely. Bill? Well, David, uh, you know, before we uh, left the, uh, the, the last break, uh, you had mentioned some things that uh, caught my attention, uh, which I think surrounds uh, uh, membership and getting people to participate. Uh, you know, one of the things that I hear, because I'm involved with uh, many of the uh, traditional VSOs, is that we can't get the more recent serving veterans uh, or younger veterans, as they might say, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm cautioned by that because I know that uh, we, we've had some, some folks in the more recent service uh, are not what I would consider to be the young veterans. But, 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 you know, when you go back to the World War II era veterans in uh, some of uh, the veteran service organizations, you know, the, the, the catch was, uh, uh, join me at the post, we'll have a beer, we'll play some bingo, and, uh, and we'll get you involved. I think uh, the more recent serving veterans, as you mentioned, are not so much into that. And I think... Uh, this is where we're falling short. Uh, the, the, the traditional VSOs are very much concerned because numbers now for membership is becoming very much a challenge. M- new members are not, you know, like getting new automobiles off of the, uh, the assembly line. Our veterans' population is around, uh, give or take a few, 21 million uh, uh, persons who have served, and it's falling. So you've got to have something to offer and attract those individuals, especially the more recent-serving members, into your organization to participate. Do you find that to be what you experience when when you're getting new members? 
Yeah, we don't we don't seem to have much of a problem with developing new members and younger members. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is we find that our our, our newer members are which OEF OIF uh, wars they want to do stuff with their families, whether it's their spouse or their children. They don't want to go in to sit around the bar where it's smoky and in uh, alcohol. Most of them are on high power medications, and alcohol doesn't doesn't work well with the medications. Um, most of them want to fish, go shooting, hunt, do outdoor activities, bowl, uh, do something that's active. And whether it's adaptive uh, sports or or they don't need adaptive sports, but they want to be they want to be a little bit more active and they want to be more out outdoors. So what happens is a lot of your veteran sor- uh, service organizations fall short on that. They're 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 so set on let's do something around the canteen, let's do something around the bar. If we've got a bar, they're going to come. And that's really going by the wayside. Um, guys want to do so much different things. And what happens is somebody brings something up like the other day we had guys say, all right, we want to go to the shooting range or have a range day a couple of days a month yeah, where we go have breakfast in the morning. And these are guys that are 70 to 100% service connected. And we want to go to the range in the morning, but we want to go to breakfast first and then go to the range. So you might have a group of eight to ten guys to get together, and then they make it competitive against another post, or they make it competitive against another organization. So that's really the mindset of our younger veterans and our mindset of our of other veterans organizations is really geared off of karaoke, the bar, different things like that. And I think that's really the disconnect. And if you brought up anything new and out of the ordinary, uh, you were kind of shunned or, or dismissed. And if you're a member of another organization, which I'm a member of most of them, is when you bring bring that up, and it's like, oh no, we don't want that. Our members aren't interested in that. Yeah, uh, well, it, David. Also, I think uh, you would probably agree that many of the more recent serving veterans are very much in the social media, and uh, that is really something I think the more established uh, and traditional organizations are probably uh, not into. Uh, you know, they to give an example is very one that's uh, quite apparent. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, you'd get newsletters mailed to your, uh, your, 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 your residence. Now that becomes cost prohibitive, so you do this by email and through the Internet and what have you. And the more traditional organizations, you know, the members will tell you, I don't have a, a computer and uh, I don't know how to use the computer. And uh, I think this is, you know, creates a problem because where you've got the younger individuals who may be up late at night and they want to see stuff, you know, on Facebook or Twitter, where in the more uh, 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 traditional organizations, that's that's not something that they're into. Yeah, you have to develop a happy medium between the both. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and, and we have about 40% of our organization is Vietnam vets. And, uh, and about half and half, half of them are use the computer and use email and they use uh, text messaging, and half of them don't. They, they strictly stay away from it. And uh, so, and, and to be honest with you, we've got a lot of OEFOIF that's that don't don't get on the computer at all, and they just use their phone or their tablet, and they'll get on social media, and they're not really heavily engaged in social media, but they like to read what's going on. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a much more easier way of of getting the word out as as opposed to in past with a newsletter that you might do once a month. Yes, and things change so fast. You know, I mean, if if you were going to do a uh, range day on Tuesday, and things had to change because the range was changing uh, in social media, you could put it out on Monday that it's been changed to Thursday, and get it out to probably a good seventy-five to eighty percent of your people. Whereas if you had to send it out by mail, people would be showing up on Tuesday. And you wouldn't be having that type of situation, but uh, it, it's it's now it's 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 updated now instead of taking it that, forever to do it. And probably wouldn't be not, the best use of your your donated dollars, also. No, it's not. No. <laughs> so. All right, um, and and a lot of times is I I we very rarely mail stuff we'll, we'll mail out thank you cards and different things like that but we don't we don't do major mailers or anything like that because that's not really what uh our donors are looking for they a lot of them use email and prefer to have it on the email all right well we're going to go ahead and take a break the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel is a nonprofit organization and online channel founded specifically to fight suicides in the American veterans community. More than 22 veterans a day commit suicide. The VSP Channel has a call to action going on Donate $22 or any amount you can today campaign. With help from those special people who care, the future television broadcast and studio can actually become a reality. Go to the VSPchannel.com to learn more about the television broadcast studio and donate today. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, David, from the American Military Veterans Foundation. And, and uh, David, do you also help out with claims with the veterans? Uh, we do. Uh, what we, uh, a lot of the stuff, we have uh, one certified veteran service officer, which we partner with. Uh, he's actually a DA, DAV certified officer, but he, he meets here at our offices. So uh, he does all his claims here at our office. And then right now we're working on certifying a couple new officers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so. next time you see him, ask him about the secret codes, if they know anything about it. Um, it's mind-blowing about these secret codes. Uh, you know, it just really upset me reading more and more about it. But getting back to you, you, you do a lot of, uh, you know, a lot with the veterans, and you have one that more or less is an assistance program, direct veterans assistance program. Tell us about that. Well, actually, our acts of kindness program was uh, actually a unique program that was developed uh, when we were just a fishing-based therapy organization. Uh, we only had the means with our bylaws to do fishing-related therapy. So our board of directors had constantly were seeing a need for financial assistance or emergency financial uh, assistance for people going through hardships due to no volition on their own. So they weren't causing the situation. Say they fell down and broke their leg or something catastrophic happened to them and they were in financial hardship. Uh, What we did was we got together and we wrote a program and developed our uh, Acts of Kindness Emergency Release Relief Program. And the program was actually guided off of the Navy Marine Corps Relief Fund and we just do a grant side of it. So what we, we can do is we can grant up to $2,500 in a lifetime to a veteran in financial assistance. So a veteran can actually apply to the, to the program. They have to explain what their hardship is. They act, actually have to give us a budget, and they have to give us what they have coming in, what they have going out, and what their needs are. And because our veterans, our veterans of the organization raise the money and we have a committee of three that actually sits down and takes an application, assesses them, does the background checks, we're usually giving our our funds out within 72 hours from the day that we get an application. 
So it's a really unique program, pretty fast turnaround, and pretty thorough. And uh, we're probably at about 65 68% approval ratio. We get some that are really great, and then we've got some that people just come in here and they're asking for things, and the whole application doesn't make sense. And so we've got some people that have got their heads on their on their shoulders, know what they're looking at. Uh, they were staff NCOs in the service, uh, so they they have they, they have a, a good idea of what's going on. And that program actually led into an electric wheelchair program that uh, we developed because the local VA clinic had a need for electric wheelchairs that the doctors were prescribing, but because the veteran could walk 25 feet unassisted, the VA would not provide the veteran with a wheelchair, even though the doctor said they needed an electric wheelchair. So a couple of the doctors from the local VA had gotten with us and said, hey, we have patients that need electric wheelchairs. Would you guys consider doing them through your acts of kindness program. So we looked into it and we put a a request out there to the local community and said, if you have electric wheelchairs and you'd like to donate them and get a write-off for donating them, we'd like to take them, refurb them, and refurbish them and get them back out to veterans in need. So last year, I think we did 11 electric wheelchairs within that program, and we have actually two that we're repairing right now and we've also looked at partnering with some other organizations where we can actually provide new scooters because they've come down so drastically. But it amazes me that when a doctor at the VA tells a patient, here, here's a script for an electric wheelchair because you need it, they send them down for a consult, and then the consult people at the VA tell them, nope, you don't qualify because you can walk this uh amount of space or this amount of uh, distance unassisted, uh, we're not going to take care of you. That's To me, that's a slap in the face to the veteran. And uh, it just chills me to the bone that that happens. Understand. Understand. Now, here's somebody also you should uh, take note of, Dave, um, is uh, I see that you do a, you help veterans that need home repair or improvement programs. And um, uh, we, have, we interviewed an organization called Tools for Troops. That's tools with the number four troops.org. Uh, they supply okay. any veteran with any tool they want. Uh, then they can either return it after they're done with it, or they can keep the tool. It doesn't cost the veteran anything. So, you know, you have guys that are probably willing to help out, uh, you know, with their repair and, and improvement programs, but they just don't have the tools for it. That's somebody maybe you should contact. His name is Pete, and uh, uh, take advantage of the program. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. And Bill? Well, uh, Dave... Uh, uh, your organization, the American Military Veterans Foundation, is rather unique in that, uh, from my standpoint, I, I see it as a foundation where you're a nonprofit, you can raise money, and you're also a service organization. Uh, you know, in this day and time, there are other organizations 
that uh, you know keep watch on uh, donated dollars to organizations. One comes to mind is Charity Watch. They seem to be the one uh, that's most active out there gathering information. How important it is that each of those donated dollars that you receive, uh, that you get the, 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 the best use possible out of that so that you can continue the flow of, uh, of donations. Uh, and, and I just want to juxtapose that a little bit to some of the traditional organizations where we've seen reports coming from Charity Watch where they receive a a a a, a uh, rather significant sums of money and donations, but it's high on the salary side of paying folks. When you've already stated you operate primarily, if not exclusively, uh, with uh, with with donations, and Charity Watch, as I understand, has a rating system where they consider an organization that's doing exceptionally well that out of every donated dollar that's received, received anywhere from 87 to 97, 90 cents of that dollar is going to help veterans and their families. Uh, I, I'd like for you to comment on that. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that is... It's kind of disheartening to me to watch a lot of organizations or a lot of larger organizations that raise tons of money, that pay their CEOs, CFOs, uh, their employees, and they hire a lot of employees that are non-veteran employees in veterans' organizations, and they don't do a fiduciary job of taking care of the funds that they raise. They, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say squander, but they, they, they just, they do a lackluster job of taking care of it. Uh, I mean, we're, as an organization like we are, we're only a $250,000 a year organization and we try to maximize what we can do with our efforts uh, because it's personal to us. Our guys are veterans. They raise money to help other veterans. So when we do that, it means something to us. It means that we're helping each other when nobody else is necessarily going to help us. So having the ability where where ours is is about 93 cents on the dollar goes back to our our programs and services and not going to salaries. If you look us up, we have absolutely no salaries being paid out. Uh, it means a lot. It, it means okay, we can run off of volunteers. We can we can sometimes believe me. Sometimes it's hard. But uh, you have to dig down, work a little harder, uh, and you, when you go somewhere, you don't stay in the extravagant hotels. You, you might stay at the $39.99 a night hotel because that's what – it's a place to lay your head, and, and you don't need to stay at the extravagant hotel, and you don't need to fly first class everywhere you go. Uh, 
We do a, a trip up to Maryland that we work with the Seafarers International Union, and we'll fly guys from all over the southeast United States in, and I don't think we pay more than maybe $150 a ticket on, on coach per guy for a round trip. And it's just, uh, and we'll shop for those tickets to make sure that we get the, the best bang for our buck uh, for our donors because they want it to be used wisely and it's, it's not about being extravagant, but it's using it for the best, best purposes and best use. Well, Dave, that's commendable and remarkable uh, for every dollar. If you're in the 93 cents per give back, that is truly outstanding. Sure is. Sure is. Uh, and, and I think it's a, it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have when you don't have paid staff. That that that's a, a major major thing. There is when you don't have paid staff, and uh, I mean we've got guys that have gone through digital design and graphics with their GI Bill, or they've gone through IT with their GI Bill, and they donate their time on those type of things. So what happens is when we get our logo up, instead of having to pay somebody six hundred dollars to do our logo, it's one of our guys in the organization did that. Uh, and so, and there's a lot more pride in that type of work too. So, uh, it, it's, it saves a lot there. Right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, David, from the American Military Veterans Foundation. Uh, David, why don't you tell us a little bit about your mental uh, group health therapy uh, for PTSD? Well, uh, we actually started our local group here in Cape Coral at our uh, national headquarters. 
And what we did was we ran across a need where we had a peer mentorship group that had nowhere to meet. And why I'll say that is the group had been meeting at the VA for probably five or six years, and we moved to a new location, which was the Lee County uh, VA clinic. And they were actually kicked out of the VA, the group of Vietnam combat veterans, and they were told that uh, they were too dangerous to continue to come to the VA. So we opened our doors for them to start meeting at our headquarters, which it was a group of about 16 uh, Vietnam vets, and they opened their group up to other veterans that did not feel about being comfortable at the VA to meet for peer mentorship groups. So we've actually on and off had about 20 veterans that come on a Friday afternoon for about 2.30. Uh, and then the guys weren't yet, originally they weren't getting credit for the peer mentorship group. So we developed a partnership with the Fort Myers Vet Center and talked to the director of the vet center and had him come out certify the guys, and then come out and administer the group. So he comes every Friday to our facility, runs the group so the guys get credit for their therapy group in their jackets at the vet center. So if they ever need continuity of care at the VA or they ever need um, anything that goes on that they need documentation, it's a documented mental health group for them. And that was something that there was a need that needed to be met, so we met the need. And it just, uh, it's just it's neat being able to have the decision-making power to say, okay, we have a group that needs, needs some or needs help, and they might need just a place to meet. We have the ability to do that, and we have That's the great. ability to do it quickly. That's great. All right. Bill? Well, Gary... It is certainly interesting to hear what David just said. Uh, you know, I meet with a group here in Maryland where I am. This is under the auspices at the vet center, David, and it's probably you were speaking the same language of readjustment counseling. It's a, it's a group meeting of these individuals that you've described, same type of individuals uh, here as you have down in Fort Myers. And that, that is astounding to hear that the VA would take that kind of position. That's, that's, that's the purpose of the vet center is to be able to provide that readjustment counseling. And uh, do the folks get a little rambunctious? Yes, they do. But what more can you expect? These are folks that uh, uh, have uh, real concerns with post-traumatic stress. They express their feelings and through they're working and being with the group to bounce things off each other, and I would imagine your leadership uh, uh, and others, David, in, in the organization is helping these individuals out, and this is what the, uh, the VA should be doing. I'm going to let Definitely. my guys know about that tonight and let them know that they need to be on their best behavior too. <laughs> well, it, our, our problem wasn't with the vet center. Our problem was actually the VA clinic here in Cape Coral. 
was the in the mental health department was the one that actually kicked them out of the VA. It wasn't the vet center. Yeah. When the vet center, when we contacted the vet center, they were the ones that said, "Yeah, we would be more than happy to meet off-site with these guys at your facility because they don't feel comfortable coming back to a VA center to meet because they don't want to be." A, they actually, the VA actually, had, when these guys came in for their regular peer mentorship group, they had some of these guys handcuffed and arrested at the VA. It was on our local news. It was in, in trust. They were getting trespass warrants. I mean, yeah. it was it was pretty disheartening. But David, as I understand it, the clinic in a lot of these cases are where these individuals have to go for their periodic uh, uh, doctor's visits with uh, psychiatrists or psychologists, and uh, I, I understand that portion also. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess. That that that's amazing to hear that they went to that extreme. But if I guess if they thought that was the best thing that could be done to change it around, as long as there's some attention that's being provided to these individuals, and 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 if you guys are satisfying that that portion of it, uh, that's something else you to be commended for. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, it's and that's that's it, it's. It's disheartening that veterans have to do it for one another, and our our VAs aren't standing up for what they're supposed to be doing. Well, some of the best strides we make, uh, David, I've found in my experience is veterans helping veterans. Who understands us best but those of that, uh, that have served as we've served? That's true. Yeah. And I mean, and those are those are some of the, the reasons when when you go to the, the VA. I see a lot of times when I'm dealing with somebody at the VA. If if I'm dealing with somebody across the counter and they're wearing a veteran's tag, I seem to have a, a lot better decorum with them or esprit de corps with them than somebody that's not because they they don't get where we came from or what we're talking about half the time. Uh, it's it's almost a complete disconnect. I bet. Now, David, we only have a couple minutes left, and uh, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. I told you that hour was going to go fast, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> Once again, uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? I would like to share, it doesn't matter where you live or where you're located. If you want to make a difference as a veteran in your community, and helping other veterans, do it. Uh, it, it. You can do it yourself. You can do it with other organizations. Uh, you can partner with organizations like American Military Veterans Foundation. Uh, you could become a affiliated post with the organization and make it easier on you without having to go through and get all the the. 501c3 status because organizations like us already have it. But the thing is, is you're not going to change anything if you just sit there and do nothing. If you continue to do what you always do, you're going to get what you always got. If you, if you actually do something different and try to make a difference, all of us will make a difference for each, each other. And the only way we're going to be heard as veterans is if we all stand together 
and make our voice heard. That's one of the biggest things that I try to relay to other veterans in our community. You know, everybody's, you know, they, they complain about this and that, but they, they won't stand up together to get things done. That's correct, correct. Bill? Well, David, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us and be our guest. Thank you for your service to this great country. And thank you for your, your continued service to veterans, because as I mentioned earlier, it's veterans helping veterans, and that's where we get to the finish line. That's right. I appreciate right. it. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thanks to all our supporters, and remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on an any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host Bill and our guest David Saunders. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation.